Welcome back to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Hayden Gibson, along with my co-host, Jared Chastain. You're listening on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Be sure to check out the t-shirts while you're on the website. $15, join the movement, the WBLZ Sports movement. And Jared, it's getting pretty impressive. There was a there's a hockey show on there. <laughs> and you'll I'm not a fan of hockey. No, neither am I. But the guy that they had as a guest last week caught my eye. You'll never guess who it was. Wayne Gretzky. You're exactly right. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> it's very wow. impressive. I mean uh, I was just, you know, pulling the first hockey name I knew. That's the only one I know. <laughs> So I was really impressed by that. I mean, we could probably go get Tom Brady and whatever, but the only player that's going to outdo that is Barnkowski. Yeah. <laughs> if we can get Barnkowski on the show, we've got it made. But there's a ton of content. That hockey show, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say it's Josh Reimer. Yeah, the Josh Reimer hockey show. He had Wayne Gretzky. We're promoting the crap out of it this week, the replay. You can find it on SoundCloud, and they're going to be replaying it. On That's the awesome. live shows. I wonder how I managed to pull that off. I don't know. That's some connections right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But we've got the week six recap show coming up, and then we're going to be previewing the Thursday night game between the Packers and Bears. Bears at Packers. Bears at Packers. My yeah, bad. You got to label it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. And we're going to be talking about our fantasy how we did in fantasy this past week. I believe that we've, we're about on the same page (laughs) after this week, (laughs) but let's jump right into the Broncos versus the chargers. That was the Thursday night game. And the Broncos threw the ball 50 times. Trevor Simeon was quarterback and he only had 230 yards and a touchdown to show for it. Mm -hmm. It's not what you expect from a quarterback those 50 times, but I guess that's kind of what, you got to take with Simeon playing hurt. Yeah, especially in a matchup like this. On, on paper, I know a lot of people in uh, daily were looking at a Simeon and DT stat. Yeah. Just because Simeon is dirt cheap and, you know, DT, for what you paid for him, you were expected to, to get a lot more in return. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, DT underperformed 5 for 35, had a big fumble, coming away with, you know, one and a half standard points. Yeah. But – Simeon, yeah, he struggled. This Chargers D, they're getting after the quarterback now. Yeah. Bosa, he's been the difference maker. Can't blame them for taking him, what, third overall? Third overall. Can't blame him at all. No. He he is, He's the real deal from what I could see. Uh, C.J. Anderson, 71 total yards, and there's a lot of chatter about Devontae Booker possibly cutting into his time. Uh, Kubiak said that he wants to get Booker – more touches, and that's fine. Fine and dandy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are making that chatter just based on this game right here where Anderson had, you know, 10 for 37 on the ground. Mm-hmm. But he, he had, I think, anywhere from like 30 to 40 yards called back on penalties and a touchdown as well. Yes. So no penalties, and we're talking like C.J. Anderson is, you know, top seven yep. from here on out. Yep, and the snap count really hadn't differed at all mm-hmm. yet. It may, going forward, maybe we see a slight reduction in CJ's snaps and Booker gets a bump up to maybe like 20 a game. He's right, right around 15 right now. I'm, the only reason why I'm concerned about CJ is just because how talented Devontae Booker is. Yeah. He has a 
instant playmaking ability and, you know, can be a, a game changer mm-hmm. on site. So if that's the case and, you know, they start riding out the hot hand. Um, uh, they paid C.J. Anderson for a reason, though. They did. That, that, that is fair. Money talks. So once Simeon gets, you know, healthy, I think C.J. is going to be fine. I mean, 71 total yards, that's that's decent. Yeah. If he finds the end zone, he's had a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. And in PPR, he had, what, four catches? Four catches. So you can't knock him too bad. And like you said, Demarius struggled. Even Emmanuel Sanders struggled. Yeah. Basically, I was, all pass catchers struggled. Yeah, I was expecting uh, DT to not really hit his ceiling, but I was expecting, you know, like a consistent game. I was expecting mm-hmm. Sanders to have a really strong game, Yeah, especially in PPR. Because mm-hmm. uh, Simeon with the bum shoulder, it's going to have to make those short routes. You know, the, ideally, this is what you're thinking. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's Sanders territory. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Chargers, they they were quiet as well, the offense. Yeah. Rivers, he had not a very good day at all. No, I mean, you can't really expect much from no. him, though, against Denver. It, it was outside of the norm. This isn't what you can expect yeah, to see him. This is likely the norm for quarterbacks who face Denver. Unless exactly. You're someone, you know, special. Exactly. Like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 94. George Russian, and that was it. Wasn't involved in the passing game at all. Didn't find the end zone, so that streak ended. So he was okay in standard. Disappointment in PPR. You don't really want single-digit points in PPR from your... He was only targeted twice as well. Yeah, that's kind of... I think he was just targeted once last week, so... Maybe McCluster might kind of be worth talking about in the future, or maybe they're just trying to eliminate that role altogether. I don't know. It's hard to really judge an offense... Based on how they play against Denver, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it is. Just something to monitor. It is. Uh, we don't talk about kickers, but Lambo had a pretty big day. He did. <laughs> he really did. I'll give uh, him credit. 13 points in standard. Mm-hmm. So, he's a top five kicker right now. And he's got a great offense. I don't see why that's going to stop. Mm-hmm. And San Diego receivers were kind of suspect, though. Yeah, they didn't have a good day at all. But no. the tight ends, that yeah. situation is weird. Yeah. Hunter Henry had a good day. Yeah, he had a great day. Yeah. yeah I think he came away being the number three tight end in standard scoring. That sounds about right. What, 70-something yards and a touchdown? 83. Six catches as well, so he came there away with go. 20 PPR points. There you go. Can't complain at all, which I was nervous about him going into the week because mm-hmm. Gates was back, and you they're facing the Broncos, so you don't see Rivers putting up monster numbers. No. But, hey, he, he had a really good week, and he's probably – Low end tight end one going forward until further noticed. I'd probably even say as you know, a surefire tight end one, not even low end. Just depending on matchups, of course. But mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of expecting Henry to be more of a yardage guy and Gates to be the uh, – I expected, you know, two two tight end sets whenever they're down, you know, within the 10 or something like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, determining who's going to score a touchdown is literally a coin flip, I'd say, every week. Yeah. But in standard, I'd still – give the edge to Henry just because he's got that yardage upside. Yeah. Gates isn't about that anymore. No, not at all. Well, uh, anything else in that one? Nope. Let's move on to the 49ers versus the Bills. The debut of Colin Kaepernick was kind of underwhelming, but the 66 yards rushing really helped him. That's great. Yeah. I mean, fantasy value going forward, that's what you want to see. Yeah. I mean, if you got a quarterback getting six points, which is basically a touchdown and a half, 
Hyde, non-existent in the passing game and not very effective in the running game. This was, I, I didn't like what I seen out of Hyde. I know that they, the score shows that they were probably behind the whole game, but it was a really close game up until the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, Buffalo just blew away with it. Mm-hmm. Ran away with it, excuse me. And Hyde was really not very involved throughout the game. I mean, he would get carry to here, but really wasn't doing anything with it. And he's been a guy that, yeah, he's he's like a slow starter at the beginning of the games, and he really gets his points towards the end. So that I don't know if that's just how this offense is going to be with Colin Kaepernick or what. I don't know. Uh, I didn't really learn much from San Francisco in this game because uh, – Kaepernick-led offense. The only thing I really learned is tight ends may be irrelevant now because yeah. it doesn't look like he targets them at all. No. Garrett Sellett came away catchless, and uh, Vance McDonald, I think, just had two. I think he had two as well. Like and the receivers, they get they get targeted, uh, three of them. Curly, Smith, and Patton each saw seven targets, so maybe this is just going to be a wide receiver ran offense right now maybe did you see the Tory smith touchdown yes yeah it's just busted coverage really so what it yeah and to, he so. he got one guy open field and yeah, almost went diagonal him. yeah <laughs> almost didn't make it to him but uh yeah i'm not buying into any san francisco wide receiver right now if i were to you know monitor want to be curly i'm definitely not buying into Tory smith though Mm-mm. been there done that yeah <laughs> the buffalo bills tyrod had a really nice day which once again 60-something yards rushing really helps. And he had two passing touchdowns, so that's awesome. McCoy blew up, 140 yards and three touchdowns. And I really thought his season was over Yeah, on that one hit. It was Brandon Marshall all over yeah. again. We've had a few of those. Because yeah. um, Mike, Michael Bennett, defensive end for the Seahawks, he had one hyperextension of the knee, mm-hmm. thought he was done. And it's not serious at all. <laughs> it's teasers, man. So, the emotions. Yeah, we've been dodging bullets all year. I was watching that. Uh, I was watching Red Zone at the time, and it was just happened to show uh, that game live, and uh, I saw the replay, and like my, my mouth was just wide open. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? But it was great to see him shake it off and come back and dominate. Mm-hmm. Gillisley even had a good day. Mm-hmm. 60 yards rushing and a touchdown. Yeah, he had a nice uh, touchdown in the game. 44-yarder. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods performed well. 5 for 44 and a touchdown. And Charles Clay was solid. He, he led the team in targets with yeah. 7, but 5 for 52 from your tight end. That's I think this is bad. his third straight game with 5 catches as well. They, that's something to look at, especially in PPR if mm-hmm. you're struggling at tight end. Other than that, not much going on. No, Justin Hunter found the end zone for a second straight game. Yeah. But he has, I think, three catches in two games. So, I'm not yeah. looking into it. It'll be one of those things, if his use are, if he's on the field more going forward, then you might want to start looking at it. But if he's just going to be playing minimal snaps, there's no point in looking at Justin Hunter. I agree. Eagles versus the Redskins. Ugly day for all Eagle players. Yep. I was really expecting a good day for Ryan Matthews. Didn't happen. Sproles didn't happen. Wendell Smallwood was probably the highest scoring player, and it was because of a kick return. Yeah. Nothing from this Eagles offense against the Redskins. The defense, though, I think they're for real in fantasy. They they score touchdowns all the time. 
Mm. Scored two in this one. Yeah. And they were one of the leading scoring defenses in fantasy the first three weeks before their bye. I mean, they're starting to give up points now. I don't know if that's a good sign. <laughs> as long as they keep making up with the two touchdown games. So yeah. Let them give up 27. Yeah. So that's that's one of those defenses that you could probably find off the waiver wire. And if you pick them up to stream them, you might as well just hang on to them now. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised uh, Wentz didn't do as well as did. No. Usually uh, Washington, outside of Norman, they're, they're not good against yeah. the pass. And uh, this game – to me, said, you know, Jordan Matthews has top 15 potential this week just because, you know, that, that slot guy, the big slot guy, and Norman never shadows on the inside. And Wentz was playing pretty good football up to this game, and just the stars were aligning, but mm-hmm. nothing came of it. Oh, you know, he was terrible the first half. I think he had like 30 something yards passing yeah. the first half. It was yeah. awful. It was a, a bad game. And Wentz. I was really surprised that they made a push to come back in the game because they were getting handled. Cousins had a solid day, 263 yards passing two touchdowns. And Matt Jones with another big day, 135 yards rushing in the touchdown. So that's very encouraging for Matt Jones owners. Yeah, very encouraging. Garcon and Crowder both had decent days. Garcon was the target hog for this team. I think he had 11 targets. He did. And Crowder caught a touchdown. Deshaun, they've just not been able to link up no. him and Cousins. No. Hopefully we see some sort of change next week. I think he might be a decent play against Detroit. But we'll, we'll see. We will see. I guess the only thing really to talk about in this one was Jordan Reed missing, and this is fifth or sixth concussion I've heard. I think fifth. So that's not good. No. They're probably going to be real slow with him, and there's already one player this year. Sam Shields, he's going to miss his fifth week hmm. with a concussion. So, hopefully, Reed's able to get back before yeah. that time frame. But. I agree. I, I read positive feedback yesterday about that, though. So, I don't okay. know if he's able to resume some sort of activities or it's just looking like it's getting better. But, hopefully, it gets better because uh, next week they play Detroit. As I said, mm-hmm. uh, Jackson and Detroit usually gives it up to tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. But anything else in that one? Nope. Let's move on to the real football game of the week. Browns versus the Titans. Yes, sir. Three and three. Three and three. 500. Uh, Cody Kessler had a good day, though. Yeah. 336 yards passing and two touchdowns. And it is a top 10 quarterback this week. Not bad, no, considering he's off. off everybody's radar. If anybody yeah. started Cody Kessler, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised he was able to do this well since, uh, you know, he was removed from the game last week. That rib, and it was a rib and a shoulder injury, correct? Mm-hmm. Mine dropped 336. So. And the Titans have been playing really good defense. Yeah. A so lot of far. that was garbage time, though, to be fair. Maybe the Titans were kind of just, you know, easing up. Yeah, well, they, they about pulled a Tennessee Vols of <laughs> last year and almost lost the game because of it. But Duke Johnson found the end zone and was pretty involved in the passing game. Very surprised by that after what we've seen last week. Uh, Crowell was non-existent in this one. Yeah. Which, I guess playing catch-up had a lot to do with that. But still, that's not very encouraging. I don't like the path he's taking right now. Yeah, if he has nine carries, you're looking at at least 40 yards the way he's performed this year Mm -hmm. so far. Not 16. Yeah. And are you going to give Terrell Pryor some love now? I am. It was a good game. Good. It was a good game. Nine for 75 and two touchdowns? Yeah. 
and he just also gets a completion here. Yeah. <laughs> it had a three-yard carry as well. Yeah. Can't go on those. Yeah, but, I'll uh, give Terrell Pryor's credit. It was a real strong game. He injured a hamstring in this one. Yep. So, that's worth monitoring. Yeah. Uh, Barnage was quiet, but I think he had more of a good football day than a fantasy day. Because he had a big catch there whenever they were going in to really narrow down the lead to, I believe, what was the final, 28-26? Yeah. I think that last touchdown that they scored, he had a big catch to set nice. that up. So, they rely on him in the money times, but it's just not happening for fantasy right now. Still not finding the end zone. No. Uh, Marcus Mariota for the Titans. This makes the second straight week he has lit it up. Mm-hmm. He had, what, three touchdowns this one? Yep. So, maybe maybe he's entering that quarterback one category. I don't know if I can say that. Not yet. I'll say he's a, a good streamer given the right matchup right now. Because the last two defenses have been Miami and Cleveland. True. We'll, we'll see how he fares. I mean, Indianapolis isn't great this mm-hmm. week coming up. So, he could be a good stream option then. But it's a divisional game nonetheless. And then they play Jacksonville after that. So, I mean, he could have a nice quarter, I could say. But season long, I don't think I can buy just yet. <laughs> Alrighty. DeMarco Murray had a solid day, but not what we expected. We, I was expecting a huge game. Yeah, I had him as my number two running back yeah. this week. He had 65 yards in the touchdown and was not involved in the passing game at all. Mm-hmm. I think he had like one or two targets. Two. Yeah, not what you want to see. Kendall Wright returned from the dead. Yeah. Eight for good way to put it. 133 and a touchdown. Not expecting that at all. No. I think it's time to... If you haven't already cut ties with Sharp. Yeah, this is the you know, the deal breaker. Yeah. Saw three targets in this game. Mm-hmm. And Delaney, he was very disappointing mm-hmm. this week. I really thought he was getting back on track since Mariota was starting to play well. And Mariota has a really good game, and Delaney did nothing. Yep. Very frustrating. Yep. Yes, he's supposed to be a safe tight end. Yeah. Like a, a surefire top five mm-hmm. any given week, and especially in a week like this. Yeah, against Cleveland. In a game where they score 28 points, yeah. you think that maybe he had one of those. But he didn't. Anything else in this one? Uh, Rashard Matthews. Yeah. A little credit. Back-to-back games with a touchdown. Uh, he's got you know that flex upside. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Let's move on to the Ravens versus the Giants. Flacco, he threw for over 300. No touchdown. Terrence West hogged all the touchdowns with yeah. two. And he had a really good day yep. rushing, running football. So yards. He's killing Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, at this point, Dixon, I'm ready to just label him a handcuff and move on. Yeah. Uh, there are probably a few leagues that I'm stashing in that I'm probably going to cut ties with him. Gotcha. Wallace and Pitta had a ton of targets. Wallace had four for 96 receiving and Pitta had six for 36 so of course if Joe Flacco doesn't throw a touchdown the receivers probably aren't gonna have that great of a day right but on the other side of the football Eli whoo yeah huge day 403 yards three touchdowns had two INTs also can't leave those out we'll go ahead and cover the running backs they were pretty poor 17 carries for 38 as a team. Yep. They were involved in the passing game, though. 
I had quite a bit yeah, of receptions. Yeah, had four catches, and Randy just had two, which is kind of surprising. And I think Perkins had yeah, two as well. Two. So very involved in the passing game. But the, the star, OBJ, he had he he had a monster game. Yeah. Eight for 222 and two touchdowns. Good call. Thank you. Good call. I'm I'm glad it happened. Yeah, that's for sure. Too. And I, I was kind of worried if he was even going to return. You know, he had like one catch mm-hmm. for uh, 21 yards and a fumble, and then he goes down with the hit pointer. Yep. And he's you know, a couple plays without him, uh, maybe even a drive or two without him. Then all of a sudden he's back. Yeah. Doing Odell things. Putting up big numbers, big ones. All the other receivers were quiet. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much stated that whenever you were calling for Odell to be the number one wide receiver this week mm-hmm. or last week. So I'm surprised you, Eli came away with 400. When I was going through the box score, I mean, I know Beckham had over 200, but yeah. just watching the game, it didn't seem like he was a 400 yard thrower. Yeah, I, I, that's just what Eli does, I guess. I guess just causes a headache to everybody. Mm-hmm. Anything else in that one? I uh, think Danell had like six catches. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Kamar Aiken real quick. Uh, Steve Smith down. Uh, I said Mike Wallace would probably be the guy to play this week, and he proved me right. But Kamar Aiken also with four for 64 on six targets. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be involved in the pass game if Steve Smith is out too, I think. Even though he wasn't before, I think they're starting to see that uh, he, he's worth playing. And I think he's a better option than Perriman. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if he turns into their – you know, wide receiver two when Steve Smith's out, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Gotcha. Moving on to the Panthers versus the Saints. This was the shootout of the week. Yeah. Uh, Cam, he had a big game, 322 yards passing and two touchdowns, and that also had a rushing touchdown, but only on one carry, and it was a one-yard carry. Yeah. That was kind of surprising. I guess that shows that they're going to try to be more safe with him, and he's yeah. going to try to play safer. Yeah, I'm not surprised they did that in this game. Just because they were playing from behind a lot, like they yeah. made a crazy, a crazy comeback to mm-hmm. you know tied up, and uh, the fact that he's just coming off his concussion, they can't afford to you know throw him in there and give him you know seven or eight carries yeah. in a game like this where the same it's a divisional game, so obviously the defense is just going to be laser focused as much as they possibly can. I mean, skillfully they're not good, but they will you know if he's in the open field, they're going to lay him out. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Stewart had a nice game. He did. Good yards. Back party. Yeah, eighty yards and two touchdowns. And Kelvin Benjamin, eight for eighty-six on fourteen targets. So can't complain about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably could since it's against <laughs> the Saints, but fourteen targets—that's a very encouraging. Yeah, sixteen PPR points as well, mm-hmm. and more than likely he started as your wide receiver too. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, Greg Olson. He was solid, six for ninety-four, no touchdown. That's a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I figured in a game like this, he would find the end zone. Mm-hmm. Probably or top hundred yards, probably both. Yeah, probably have a game like a uh, the guy on the other side of the ball, Kobe Flanger. <laughs> Two touchdowns. <laughs> My goodness, man, I was just frustrated whenever I saw that end around on the two-yard line. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but at the same time, I could completely believe it. Did you see his touchdown catch? No. Oh, man. He ran the wrong route. He was <laughs> right in front of Willie Sneed, like, by, like, three or four yards and just took it in front of him. Don't and, tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right in front of him. 
probably about three or four yards and caught it, <laughs> and the rest was just rack. Yeah, man, uh, I'm so frustrated by this game in Kobe Flaner. <laughs> but Drew Brees had huge numbers. Yeah. 465 yards, four touchdowns. Top quarterback of the week. Yep. Ingram was very disappointing, which a end around to your tight end doesn't help your cause at all. <laughs> yeah, he's on the uh, new Saint hit list. That, that might be worse than John Coon getting a carry. I don't know. John Coon had three touchdowns in a game. Yeah. That's pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. Brandon Cooks had a huge game. Yep. Seven for one thirty or one seventy three in a touchdown. And Michael Thomas was very solid. Yeah, he was. I unfortunately went against him in a league. He did me in. <laughs> Might just use him as a plug and play. And goodness, I was so salty. <laughs> we'll save that for later, though. Anything else in this one? There was a lot of points scored. Uh, I kind of want to monitor Willie Sneed. Uh, I know after week one, I was quick to label him a top 20 wide receiver going mm-hmm. forward. But Michael Thomas is emerging. He's only getting better every game. Yeah. And Snead just seems like he's declining and leveling out. So, yeah. uh, there's a good chance I'll have Thomas ahead of Snead in my rankings for this next week. Wouldn't blame me at all. Moving on to the Jaguars versus the Bears. Jaguars' offense was awful. Yeah. Bortles, he had a terrible game going. I think that he got some, during the little comeback part of the game, he... He got some good numbers out of that. Yeah. Ivory found the end zone. If anybody starts Chris Ivory, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Marcus Lee, he's got my eye. He's, uh, he had six catches. Alan Hearns had a lot of targets and only had five catches, I believe. Yeah, he had 11 targets to five catches. And Alan Robinson, he was disappointing, yeah. to say the least. So disappointing. But... Hearns, did he return after that big hit? Did you see the big hit? I didn't even watch this game. He got crushed. And I don't know if he returned or not. I wasn't paying much attention. I was paying attention to the other side of the ball. But he got crushed. And if he misses any time, I don't know if he came back or not. And I haven't seen anything. I didn't bother to look it up. But Marcus Lee could be a nice little plug and play. Because he's been getting a lot of looks. For now... Whenever it comes to Robinson and really the rest of the pass catchers, because Thomas had a bad game, really nothing going on passing-wise. I'm just going to chalk this up to Blake Bortles struggling, and hey, if he ever figures it out, A-Rob's probably going to be that top guy that we thought he was. Yeah. Until then, it's going to be hard to weather the storm. It is. (laughs) On the other side of the ball. Hoyer Eclipse, 300 yards again. Fourth straight game. Yep. Wished he would have found the end zone. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Howard was pretty disappointing. 15 for 34 in a touchdown. And didn't look great. No. Looked kind of bad. Uh, just judging by the box score, he doesn't look great. 16 for 34. Watching the game, he didn't look great at all. No, he he was dropping balls. So, Kadeem Carey might be a name to keep an eye on now. He had nine for 50 and played well and played a lot more than I expected him to. What was the snap count for him? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I can pull it up. I just thought you might have had it handy. No, I meant to look back at it and check it once it came out, but I didn't. While you're looking that up, Cameron Meredith, he continues to be treated as the top target yeah, uh, at the moment. Yeah, I think he's for real. I think he should be a uh, top 25 
at least wide receiver going forward mm-hmm. until further notice at least. You could have had the Willie Sneed effect, but yeah. as of now, it doesn't look like it at all. And no. right now, it says Howard played 54, Kadeem Carey played 26. Yeah, well, that's a lot more than I'm used to Kadeem Carey playing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, but Meredith, his numbers were 11 for 113. Didn't find the end zone, but he's getting targeted 15 times. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Alshon, finally. Yeah, he had 13 targets, caught seven of them for 93 yards. And he was abusing Jalen Ramsey in the first half. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, he, I'm not surprised at all. He was abusing him, and they were taking advantage of it. And then it was like the second half, they just went away from it. <laughs> I don't know if Ramsey stepped it up or what. But I think Ramsey had the last laugh in this one. Broke up a pass or something. Yeah, broke up a pass to end the game, I believe. Okay. And Zach Miller. Still heavily targeted. Ten targets in this one. Only 36 yards, though. But, hey, that's the way it is with tight ends this year. Yeah. About all you can say about it. Anything else in that one? No. Eddie Rule was very quiet. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. I mean, it's the Meredith show right now. Yeah. So. I'm running that till the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Rams versus the Lions. Case Keenum had a... Big game. Great game. Yeah. 321 yards passing, three touchdowns through the air, and one rushing. And through 27 of 32. There was a time in this game where he completed 20 straight passes. My goodness. Yeah. Very efficient game from Case Cam. Wow. Wow. Gurley had 97 total yards, and he's becoming a lot more involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of impressive. Yeah, and uh, also it should be noted there was a first and goal from the one, and they did a play-action bootleg, and that, that's how Keenum scored it. But uh, Gurley owners are probably sickened by that. Oh, yeah. But, hey, that's smart football move it, because – In a situation like this. Everybody in the stadium probably expects you to run the football with Todd Gurley. I, I, definitely whenever you play on the road as well. It's, it's For the home team, they're obviously going to – Targeted in on the best player because they think that's the only guy that can really beat him. Mm-hmm. But if this would have been a home game, maybe it's just like a psychology thing for me. Uh, I think they would have handed the ball off to Gurley. So maybe something very, very minor worth monitoring. Probably not even not- worth noting. <laughs> but I've been on to some crazy stuff before and I've been right. So there you go. We'll, we'll see. Here you go. Kenny Britt blew up. He did. Seven for 136 and two touchdowns. And we said that on the podcast that he was a consistent option. Yeah. So if he's got a ceiling like this, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And he bullied Darius Slay on one of those touchdowns. It was a uh, little five-yard pass. And he it, it was, excuse me, the ball was placed on the five. And they threw a little slant pattern. And caught on like the two. And Slay was all over him, like grabbing his jersey, trying to stop him. by any means to just catch the ball. And he still caught it. And just muscled him. This guy's so huge, and you know he he's got to be a red zone threat, mm-hmm. a high. Mm-hmm. Now, he used to be recognized as one of the most talented receivers in the league whenever he was in Tennessee. So. Yeah, which is why I'm you know overlooked him for this long. Yeah. it's like you know Kenny Britt, whatever. Yeah, you know, we we've been there. We've seen you. Mm-hmm. We've seen your highs, and then we saw a long streak of lows. But now it's starting to come back up. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in the offense was not eye catching. No. Brian Quick, 5 for 61. That's three straight games of 60 yards for him. I there think. you go. So, that, I was expecting that Tavon Austin game here. I like the matchup. And I guess Britt got 
all the production yeah. that I was. He made a, a beautiful catch, by the way, Kenny Britt. I forgot to bring that up, but did you mm-hmm. see it? The uh, it was a deep ball. He just caught it one arm. I didn't he see. He was it. falling down and just tucked it away in between his elbow. And nice. Side. It was beautiful. Nice. The Detroit side of the ball, Stafford, four touchdowns. It's coming a theme for Stafford, I guess. <laughs> only 270 yards and only 31 attempts. Not used to that. No. He's becoming more of a efficient passer. Especially in the game where they throw up 31. Yeah, yeah, very true. The running attack, Zach Zinner was the guy, 14 for 58. And that's not too surprising to me, really. No. Reinforced that just maybe like three or four days beforehand. Yeah. And try to get him to learn this play. But you can see on the plays he ran, it was just very basic runs. But I seen on uh, Twitter, I was on Twitter a lot right before kickoff, and there were a lot of four set questions. Like, yeah. This guy, this guy, or four set. Yeah, that like, makes zero sense. I was like, I don't want any part of four set. No, not at all. I've got to see it first. But everybody's favorite Detroit line receiver. Oh, I'm heated. <laughs> Golden I'm Tate. So eight for 165 and a touchdown. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe my eyes. I had him ranked 55th this week in my wide receiver rankings, and I thought that might have been a little too high. <laughs> nice. But then he comes out and pulls this stuff, just messing with my emotions, messing with my mind going forward. <laughs> I don't know. Man, but, but this is the guy that we saw who filled in for Calvin Johnson whenever he yep. was out for that brief three-game window. Mm-hmm. He did very well. But at the same time, I, I – ah. <laughs> If you've held on to him for this long, you have no choice but to keep him. Mm-hmm. I think if he's a free agent, God, it kills me to say you got to add him, but I think he's, he's, he's got to be added. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I looked to see in the county if he was available. Yeah, I'm <laughs> – oh, man, I'm saddened. But other receivers, since there was four touchdowns, there's yeah. quite a few touchdowns mm-hmm. for him. Anquan Bolden caught one. Also had eight receptions for Great sixty job yards. Doing it for Ebron in this game. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I That's think what this he did. Could be, you know, the norm if Ebron misses next week. Mm-hmm. Andre Roberts not really worth mentioning, but he did catch another touch or a touchdown from Stafford. Marvin Jones only two catches, ten yards, caught a touchdown. Scored on the first drive of the game too, I believe. And after that, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I, I was checking on his price tag today, but. Didn't really go much farther. Probably still trying to sell him as a 200-yard guy. I, I'm not sure. There was quite a few or quite a few players involved in what I was proposing, so I'm trying to make a change. Yeah. I'm my my <laughs> team has grown stale on me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in this one that needs to be brought up? Uh, Lance Kendrick finally ends on. Yeah, for he did. Los Angeles. So I mean, if you want to stream a tight end who may be a, a headache or maybe a hit. There you one go. of the guys. That's a good way to put it, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's part of it. Well, let's take a quick commercial break and pick it back up with the Steelers and the Dolphins. Without much further ado, I give you WBLZ Sports. We got balls. Hey, do you love sports? Do you love pop culture? Do you like to talk about gossip and dirty laundry? You know, like you do with your friends when you're kicking back watching a game at the bar, at home, just hanging out. That's exactly what you get when you listen to Sports Infusion. You get the world of pop culture and sports infused together on WBLZ every Wednesday night at 6.30 p. 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Pamela Michelle. Join me in the Sports Infusion Gang as we bring you the best of both worlds. Why? We can say whatever we want on WBLZ because we've got balls. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Good shot. It's about time. It is about time. I mean, I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. You have no marbles. Marbles? Marbles. You have no marbles. Because we've got balls. WBLZ Sports. Joe Cardoza here, founder and CEO of NutsAndBoltsSports.com. What's Nuts and Bolts Sports, you ask? It's a sports blog written by fans and covers every sport known to mankind. Check out NutsAndBoltsSports.com. Follow us on Twitter at NutsAndBoltsSP. Like us on Facebook and check out our podcasts, The Football Show, Buckets and Dimes, and the NBS Sports Hour. Nuts and Bolts Sports, definitely not the same old, same old. We eat, sleep, and drink sports. All the sports. This is WBLZ Sports. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. This is the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Hayden Gibson. I'm Jerry Chastain. Do you find yourself wondering who to start in the flex or what to do about a bye week situation? Listen to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast every Wednesday at 5 and Friday at 6. Jared, what's the motto around here? Let us be your scapegoat. So be sure to tune in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Nick Piccarelli. I am the mad scientist of sports. Join me and the rest of the Inscriber Radio Network live on WBLZSports.com. Where we got balls. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. 
That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing. 404-966-3361. Welcome back to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's get right back into it with the Steelers versus the Dolphins. Terrible day for the Steelers. Terrible. And so terrible. It was very depressing because I had Steelers all in my dailies. Ugh. It was awful. I can't blame you. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't have a single Steeler. No, I had Justin James and one of them. I mean, I, I was doing the – I was getting cheap value plays that I thought were going to hit, which some of them did. And I was doing the Roethlisberger Brown stack because I thought they were going to be killing it. Yeah. But they didn't. They sucked. Bell, though, 108 yards. Solid. Yep. Can't really complain. And he had a two-point conversion. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is just a typical Le'Veon Bell four game. Yes. And, and he still finishes the top 15 back. Yeah. And this is probably the worst we'll ever see this Steelers offense, to be honest. Yeah. I don't and know. Ben Jones had the helm. I mean, Ben got hurt. Uh, he tore his meniscus, had it removed uh, yesterday, I think. So I think recovery time is anywhere from one to four weeks. Okay. I think four is just playing it safe. I wouldn't be surprised if he was back in week nine because this week he's obviously out. Week eight is a bye week. There you go. So if he's back by week nine, I'm not surprised. No, not at all. But that Landry Jones. We've seen Bale perform with him. Yeah. We're good to go. If anybody has concern, it's Brown. Yes. Although he did improve as opposed to whenever he was uh, dealing with Michael Vick, the quarterback. Very true. At least Landry Jones knows this offense. So, I mean, yeah. Brown's definitely not the top wide receiver going forward, but mm. he's still a wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Probably top five still. Absolutely. So, that's it for the Steelers offense. It was terrible. Oh, one more quick thing. Darius, Darius Hayward Bay had a 60-yard reverse play for a touchdown. Somebody in our draft, Kingsley, started him. Slays yeah. I saw that before the game at kickoff, and I was like, you know what? I don't know why he did this. Last week he started Andre Johnson, and he you know, just happened to find the end zone. Just, he's starting guys that you don't really think to start. <laughs> yeah. And Hayward Bay, man, I lost it. I was so mad. <laughs> I was probably too mad, to be honest, just because I thought it was ridiculous, but <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's on to something. He he's might be. And uh, just James the other way. Two catches, 13 yards against Miami, who is just horrible on mm-hmm. defense altogether. And I, he was a lot of tight end plays and dailies. I had him in every one of my lineups. He was dirt cheap, and I'm very disappointed by that. I streamed him in a few leagues and was bitten. So, Jesse James, players, you are not alone. <laughs> On the Miami side of the football, Tannehill was okay, but not what you expect from a quarterback that puts up 30 points or an offense that puts up 30 points. Mm. The offense was Jay Ajayi. I never thought that sentence would ever come together this year. I know. 200 yards rushing over and two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And a game where Foster returned. Mm. So I was blown away by this. Yeah. Did not expect it at all. I don't know how to approach him going forward. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't... 
this has got to be the Jay Jay show. I hate to jump the gun, uh-huh. but I mean, ever I think I read a stat. He's gotten like seventy six percent of the work since um, Gay said he wants a, a one man show at running back. So maybe that's worth monitoring. I'm definitely putting him above Foster next week. Yeah, and a report came out that Foster is playing hurt, which is not normal because yeah. he typically, he's like, hey, I'm sitting out till I'm healthy. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? I will say I started Jay Ajayi in the league. I can't believe that. But cool. I also started Kenneth Dixon and Michael Gillisley, so <laughs> not saying much. Yeah. Those are my... Did you win this week, though? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I laid the hammer on somebody. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, especially whenever you inherited a team where your best player used to be Andy Dalton. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Land or Jarvis Landry had the volume you expect. Yeah, That's probably his floor PPR right there. Game, yeah. yeah, In PPR at least. I mean, he's going to have worse games than standard just because he'll have those six or seven catches for 40-yard games. Mm-hmm. But I expected a much bigger game for Parker in this one. Yeah. And it did not go how I expected it, it at all. It seemed like uh, it was a matchup for him to find the end zone. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed. And I guess the only other player to really bring up is Sammy Coates. You know, coming off that big week and has a fractured finger. Yeah. Everybody was worried about him. He said he was going. He went. Didn't do anything, though. I think he had, like, four targets or something like that. Yeah, four targets. I wanted nothing to do with Sammy Coates this week. Me either. I had him in my daily lineups and my normal lineups, and then took him out once I heard fractured finger. Because if a guy can't catch already, yeah, <laughs> fractured finger's not going to hurt or help. Not at so. all. So any, any, anything else from that one? Uh, worth noting, this is the first game that Miami's whole offensive line have played together. Oh. So maybe something to monitor hmm. going forward. Yeah. Maybe. Let's move on to the Bengals versus the Patriots. Andy Dalton had a solid day and ran the option like he went to Georgia Tech, man. <laughs> I can't believe God. that. Oh, man. It was a two-yard option, wasn't it? Yeah. He on. He, he what, who was it? Nickovich out there? Uh, 50, yeah. number 50. Is that Rob? Yeah. He set him up, and he <laughs> looked like a fool. He did the little fake pitch. Yeah. And just trotted right on in. <laughs> Might as well did the like Clydesdale horse high steps into there. <laughs> but solid day. <laughs> Not much you can say about it. He finishes a top eight quarterback. Yeah. And I'm not sure if the depth chart reflects this, but from what I've seen the past two weeks, Giovanni Bernard is the starter in Cincinnati. I mean, he's at, Playing way more snaps, getting way more production. I, I feel like he's the starter. It may not reflect it in the depth chart, but he's the guy. Snap kind of does reflect the depth yeah. because he out-snapped Hill this week 45-21. to 21. Yeah, and whenever Hill is barely getting touches in the early part of the game, I mean, it's not like it's them falling behind because this game was close yeah. until the second half. But it's... Giovanni out there trying to get this offense going. Mm-hmm. Hill is just more of a short yardage between the tackle guy yeah. right now. Seems by the box score and the snap count, 
It was very situational when they brought in Hill because he, like mm-hmm. I said, twenty one snaps but still had thirteen carries. Yeah. Yep. AJ Green, he was okay considering this matchup. Yeah, I agree. He had an end zone target, but there was a great play on it. I think it wasn't Malcolm Butler or Ryan. It was uh, like our third guy. Somebody I haven't really heard of. Okay. But uh, Green had him beat. The guy just made it a great recovery. Gotcha. Other than that, tight ends kind of irrelevant. Irrelevant right now. Tyler they Wood did pretty well for seventy nine. But they're missing Eifert, and it shows. Oh, definitely. I, I completely agree. It shows big time. And who knows when he's going to come back. It seems like every week he's close. Yeah. Something crazy happens. I have him ready to rank for this week just in case, but uh, I, I don't have him in my rankings. He's one of those players I have sent off to the side. Gotcha. Just plug in if something happens. Gotcha. The Patriots started slow, but they got it rolling for sure. Rolling. Brady. Had a huge day, three, 376 yards passing and three touchdowns. James White was performing like we expected him to while Deion Lewis is out. Mm. Eight for 47 in the passing game, There was two a touchdowns. few times I was asked between like start and sits with like three or four different players, and James White was always brought up, and I always just naturally just put him to the back because he didn't really do much last week. He hasn't done anything up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very sad that I let a lot of people down because I cost him a lot of points. I benched him in the Rocky Top League, which mm-hmm. those don't know is two points per reception, which is very sickening. I lost mm-hmm. by like 16 points, something like that. Definitely would have helped. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had a big day in PPR. And from what I've heard, Deion Lewis will not practice this week. They're hoping next week. So. Okay. It's almost time for him to start getting back on the field, so yeah, we'll have to monitor that. They have a bye week, week nine as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, week ten, I think he should definitely be back if what you're saying is true. I, I can't imagine them rushing him into a week eight matchup. No, no reason to if James White gets it done like this. Blunt was his touchdown dependent self, 50 yards and touchdown. Also contributed in the passing game a little bit, not much. Wide receivers were not good at all. No. I'm starting to get worried about Edelman, not going to lie. It's understandable, just seeing it on paper. Same time, he has history of being one of Tom Brady's top two options. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worrying yet. Maybe if we see it for a third straight game, then my levels of concern will raise. But as of now... Based on history, I'm not ready to you know throw in the towel or give up or at least even think about the idea of doing so. Gotcha. Well, I got to ask you, who's the top tight end? <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. Sure enough, great call. Great call. Seven catches, a buck, 62 and a touchdown, and an unsportsmanlike conduct to go with it. Yeah. It, was, it was a great call. I mean, a, a great action to get it caught. I like it. People want to say it's cocky, but whatever. He's son Cincinnati. Put it lightly. I thought him and uh, Perfect were going to get into yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And if there's anybody who can uh, – there's just a few number of men, I think, that can stand up to Perfect, and, you know, Gronk's one of them. <laughs> the other tight end, Martellus Bennett, he had a subpar day, but he had five for 48. The drive that really got this offense going, they just went through Gronk and Bennett, and it looked good. Yeah. So I don't know why they don't do that all the time. 
So I'm not too worried about Bennett. I think he'll be fine going forward. He, I think he got. Did he have an injury in this one? Like I have no idea. I think he got hurt, went out, and then came back in. I want to say he did. I'm not sure though. Don't take my word for it. Sure, you're not thinking of Michael again. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't Michael Bennett. I, I can't tell you then. Pretty sure. I want to say Burfecht went at a tight end's knee, and that's obviously the only other tight end I can remember. <laughs> I don't know the third string. Nice. Clay Harbor, for what it's worth. There you go. <laughs> this man studies his New England tight ends. I just recognize the name because one a game or one week last year, uh, he was in Jacksonville at the time. And I thought about streaming him, and I streamed, I think, Jacob Tammy and Tammy had like one catch for six yards, and Harbor had two for 71 in the touchdown. There you go. So that name just sticks with me. <laughs> anyway, anything else in this game? Uh, no, you got it. Let's hit the Chiefs versus the Raiders. What we thought would be a shootout. Very sloppy. Yes. Very sloppy field conditions. Yes, it was awful. It was awful, and that's what you got to chalk this one up to, yeah, really. It's just rain is the ultimate equalizer. Yes. And this uh, kind of rain is definitely the yeah, equalizer. Yeah, a lot of rain. Yeah, pretty where, much you can run the ball effectively. Whichever mm-hmm. team does that the best, they're going to win the game. And in this case, it was Kansas City. Yes, Spencer Ware, 24 for 131 in the touchdown. Mm-hmm. With Jamal Charles back, I don't know what to do there. Uh, I really think this had a lot to do with the field conditions because one Possibly, bad yeah. step for Charles, and you know he's back on the IR. Yeah. Um, but Ware did very well, and... I did read that Andy Reid said Charles isn't ready to take on a full workload. So, at least the next few weeks, I'll probably have wear ahead of Charles. Gotcha. Gotcha. The receivers in this one, Macklin was not good. Yeah. But, once again, could chalk it up to field conditions. Kelsey, not good either. Oakland, whole offense was not good at all, to be honest. Except Mari Cooper. Mari yep. Cooper had a huge game. Coming through again. 10 for 129. And a lot of it in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think he had like nine catches in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Eight or nine. It was up there, yeah. So, big day for him. Slow day for Michael Crabtree. Which, I, he had Peters on him the majority of the time, and Peters got hurt. Oh, wow. He was, he was in and out of the game. I figured Peters would be on Cooper. Nope. Oh. They had him on Crabtree. And he, he got beat one time, but Derek Carr, in that field condition, yeah. he could not set his feet and yeah. underthrew it bad. And Peters was able to make it up, but he was in and out with um, dehydration the oh, whole game. Okay. But not much else in that one. The I was run- very disappointed that DeAndre Washington had the opportunity he had and didn't make more of it. Yeah. Saw 10 of the 17 carries and only manufactured 49 yards on the ground. Yeah. Had only one target. Uh, Jalen Richard, I know a lot of people thought highly of him after last week's performance, mm-hmm. but I think it's safe to say that uh, neither one of these guys are worth owning. Nope. Especially with Murray on his way back. And really, I wouldn't want to own any of the three. See, I think just by default, Murray's going to get more carries just because these guys haven't really cut it. So mm-hmm. if Murray starts seeing you know an increased workload, I think we're looking at a guy who's going to be a surefire running back too. Even though we haven't seen that this year, we've seen nothing yeah. like a three-headed monster. Yeah, or not a three-headed monster, really, but you know a three three-headed committee. Uh, yeah <laughs> committee because they're not a monster by any means. But <laughs> yeah, if uh, Murray starts getting a heavier workload, 
just because, you know, DeAndre Washington has slacked off and uh, Richard hasn't really done much. Uh, I, I definitely see, you can see him as a potential running back, too, going mm-hmm. forward. Okay. Well, let's move on to the Falcons versus the Seahawks. This one in the first half went how I kind of expected. Seahawks shut the Falcons down in the first half. I think they had 70-something yards total offense. Seahawks rebounded in the second. Ryan finished with 335 yards passing and three touchdowns. So if you were not afraid of the matchup, congratulations. You got a very solid start. Mm-hmm. Freeman, only 12 for 40 in the running game and three for 10 in the passing game. So disappointing for him. And Tevin Coleman, really, you can mark that up as a disappointment too. Five for 10 and one catch for seven yards. I really expected to see these. Running backs more involved, but yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Julio had a big day. Yeah, he did. Way bigger than what I thought he was going to have. Seven for 139 touchdown. And I've seen a lot of people talking about how Julio beat Sherman all day. Really wasn't the case from what I've seen. He, was, he had some big catches where they would take advantage of Sherman being the outside guy, and they would – have Julio lined up as the kind of outside receiver, but he was kind of more in the slot, and then they'd put somebody in motion, just a random player. Right. And, of course, the defense flows, and Sherman is now on that guy. Hmm. And they were just exploiting Julio with whoever he happened to be paired up with. And he was playing very well, so got to give him that. Other than that, not much going on. Snoo caught a touchdown. He did pretty good in PPR. Toy, Toy Lolo, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, three for 69 in a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, he's not even worth adding to my watch list. No. No. Seattle, uh, Seattle side of the ball. This was the Christian Michael show. Yeah. He had 18 for 64. Two touchdowns. That helps a lot in fantasy. Russell Wilson was a a decent passer in this one, 270 yards. No touchdowns, though. Yeah, touchdowns were killer. I had him yeah. in uh, a lot of my daily lineups. Mm-hmm. I figured for his price, and uh, given the matchup with Atlanta, uh, he would have a pretty solid day. He let me down. <laughs> Underperformed. Ended up being the 19th best quarterback mm-hmm. this week in standard scoring. Yeah. Yep. But, hey, Jimmy Graham. He's been solid, yeah. and he's continued it six for eighty nine. That's really good from a tight end. And CJ Spiller, right? CJ Spiller. It looks like he's going to be a part of this offense, and he got a catch in the red zone that I remember. So maybe he's a potential touchdown candidate each week yeah. if they're going to target him in the red zone. Doug Baldwin, very disappointing. Very disappointing. I had him, I think, in my top ten this week. I wouldn't blame you at all. That's, I don't know what to say about Doug Baldwin right now. Is he shadowed? <laughs> I don't think so. Someone here. I don't think so. It might just have, have something to do with Jimmy Graham. Maybe. But other than that, not much going on. Anything else you want to add to that one? Let's move on to the Cowboys versus the Packers. They've got the, they've got the, how do you say it, formula. 
in Dallas. Yeah. (laughs) Dak and Zeke have been winning this football team games. Yeah. And this was no exception. Dak was really good in this one. I was very surprised. He, what did he have, two touchdowns? Three. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, threw his first interception. Came late in the game as well. Yeah. But Dad, uh, he was doing a daily, and he's filling out his lineup, and he was looking at quarterbacks, and he said, ooh, I like Dak. I was like, don't start Dak. Don't start <laughs> Dak. And he's like, I'm starting Dak as my quarterback. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's a really good football player, but not good in fantasy. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, he ended up. Well, I mean, you weren't that wrong. He finished his 13th in standard scoring. He, just didn't, uh, he didn't get it done on the ground this game. Mm-hmm. Only had one carry. I got to say, Dad did really good in daily this did week. He? he started people like Dak, and then he started Leshawn McCoy, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but he was playing in one of those free ticket ones that they uh, send to you, so you got to finish in the top 500 to even. Right. Really get into any kind of money, so we'll no. put him in the county. <laughs> I may get him in there. I don't know if he wants to deposit any money on uh, it, though. That's true. But anyway, Zeke 28 carries for 157. He's awesome. Yeah, this was the Green Bay had the best run defense in the league. Yeah, they? they had only given up like less than 50 yards a game on the ground. Yeah, this one. so he's awesome. Don't there's really only two people I would trade him for. Bale and David, David Johnson. Johnson. That's it. Yeah. I love what I'm seeing from Zeke. I'm very impressed. Cole Beasley caught two touchdowns. Yeah. Go Call figure. PPR play. Good yep. DraftKings play. He was very mm-hmm. cheap this week. Mm-hmm. And Terrence Williams, four for 75. And he's getting out of bounds now. <laughs> See, I didn't really get to watch this game because here in Southeast Tennessee, the local Fox channel thinks that everyone here is a Falcon fan and we would like to watch their game instead. Yeah. Which is not the case. <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. Please, please change that up. Make it America's Game of the Week. Because <laughs> this one would be a great one to watch instead. Yes. I didn't get to watch this one. Or the Falcon game. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. I don't blame you at all. Moving over to the Green Bay side of the football. Rodgers, 294 yards passing. Touchdown in a pick. Not what you expect from Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback. Yep. He fumbled twice, technically, but only lost one of them. Yeah. Eddie Lacy, 17 for 65, no touchdown. And I've read that he probably will not go Thursday night. Yeah. And they just traded well. for Niles Davis. Yep. So that might be, I think that that might be the only healthy running back on the roster. Uh, I think, well, Ty Montgomery in this game, a lot of, People were saying, you know, cops want to get carries. Yeah. But he didn't get a single carry. Ty Montgomery came in and had three carries. Yeah. So maybe we see a little bit of him. We'll save that for preview. Gotcha. And he was very involved. Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Very involved in the passing game, too. 10 for 98. And 12 targets. Glad to see that. I really like him as a player. Very explosive. Mm hmm. Jordy Nelson, 5 for 68. No touchdown. Randall Cobb, 7 for 53, and a touchdown. Nelson also had a fumble. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I also felt this firsthand. <laughs> Other than that, not much going on. Uh, Devontae Adams does indeed have a concussion. That he does? Announced. Yep. So, he's in okay. the protocol. 
Gotcha. Um, and Jason Witten, by the way, uh, I was expecting a little more from him because Green Bay hasn't been very good against tight ends this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very disappointed with 4 for 42. I was expecting, you know, maybe a 70-yard game from him. Gotcha. Well, let's move on to the Sunday night game, Colts versus the Texans. We'll go over the Colts side of the ball, even though I'm more excited about the Texans side of the football. <laughs> but the Colts. Keep in order. Yeah. Colts, they, uh, Andrew Luck, 252, passing, touchdown pick. Only got sacked three times. Yeah. A little bit of improvement. <laughs> improvement. Frank Gore, 22 for 106. I think that's the first 100-yard rusher in Indianapolis in a lot of games. Wow. Yeah, you're probably right. A lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. Like, a couple of years. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, they had Gore before that. Wasn't it the Richardson era? <laughs> the error. I love the it. era. More like error. Yeah. E-R-R-O-R. <laughs> and Andrew Luck had 53 yards for us, too. And a touchdown, so. Really bailed out his uh, fantasy owners. Mm-hmm. He was on track for a very poor game. Yep. Receiving lies. Not much going on. T.Y. was a disappointment. Yeah. Three for 49. But you said that he would probably struggle on yeah. the podcast. I I really wasn't shying away from it. I mean, I I had him at 12, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I had him in my top 10. Yeah, see, I, I didn't think he'd be a top 10 play. But if he was a lone wide receiver, one, it wouldn't surprise me. Just because he has a strong history with... Uh, Houston, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I assumed he was going to be shadowed. So gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Jack Duel caught the touchdown for fifty-three. It's kind of Dwayne Allen one for nine. Who knows what tight end is starting the Indy yeah. now? Uh, I told y'all on the podcast last week that I wanted no part of Dwayne Allen because Houston usually shuts down tight ends. I, I mm-hmm. didn't watch this game, so I don't know how Duel came away with fifty-three yards and a touchdown. But maybe worth kind of noting, I mean, even though. I think next game they play Denver, which is Virgil Green. I'm not sweating that at all. No. No. Other than that, not much going on. Not much. No Josh Ferguson. Was something wrong with him? I have no idea. Not even on the box score. Anywhere. Moving on to the Texans side of the football. We said last week during the preview, the buy low window was going to last up until this game starts. Lamar Miller is now probably off the market, if I had to guess. Yeah, 100% agree. 24 carries, 149 yards, and a touchdown. Hold on, not done. <laughs> Three catches for 29 yards in the touchdown receiving. So, two-touchdown game after not having a single touchdown the first five games. Mm-hmm. It's what we want to see from Lamar. Yeah. He does have some a couple of tough games coming up, but... Not shying away from it at all. Not really. Love what I've seen. Hopkins had a ton of targets, 15 targets. Had nine catches for 71 yards. That's a really good play in PPR. Mm-hmm. And your boy, the tight end. <laughs> CJ Fedorowicz. Yep, six for 85 and a touchdown. It's time to consistently put him in my rankings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's 14th in Sanders scoring this year among tight ends. Nice. Very quietly. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was a joke at first, but he's shown me that I'm the joke for not taking him serious. So, <laughs> my fault, CJ. You had my attention. Will Fuller missed this one, so he was not anywhere to be seen. Yeah, he he was active, technically. but Was he? Yeah, I mean, but they barely used him. I don't think they used him at all. <laughs> yeah, I think he was maybe on the field for 
three snaps all game. Really? Something like that, if that, yeah. I had read that he was likely to miss, so I just took him completely out of the yeah, I, I think. Or, I didn't realize he, it, the hamstring was that serious. I, I didn't really read anything about it up to No. Me. Not at all. And his replacement, Jalen Strong, didn't hardly anything. One for 36. Yeah. Two targets. Not much there. Other Anything else? Also, I've had a good fourth quarter in overtime. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. He, he was very poor up to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to the Monday night game, which I was, by this time I was depressed, didn't want to watch football anymore. <laughs> I was done. I'll get to that during the fantasy recap of the show. But Fitzpatrick, terrible, threw a pick, and he got benched towards the end, didn't he? Yeah, for Gino. Yep. And Bowles came out and said that this was kind of like baseball. The starters not doing good, you start throwing your bullpen. <laughs> That's what he referred to. I don't know if he can do that with a quarterback in the NFL, though. That's what he said he did. Geno Smith is your backup. That's what he said he did, so there's no reason to think that, I'm going to put it this way, Fitzpatrick will miss his next start. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. (laughs) But this whole offense was kind of bad. Yeah. Forte, terrible. Nine for 19. One catch, three yards. Yeah. 2.2 standard points. I'm about done with Forte. I really am. I remember after his 100-yard game with Buffalo, we were, we were just sky high. You know, yep. It was like top five going forward. Yep. And now it's just, man, game flow dependent. I, I'm not ready to write him off yet. I'm not even going to call him game flow dependent. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to be done with him. I would love to see a trade. I, I, I can't the... do it yet. <laughs> can't do it yet. Soon, if he doesn't pick it up, but not yet. Gotcha. Brandon Marshall, three for 70, no touchdown. That's about what I expected in the standard. Yeah. I had an idea of like four for 65, something like that. Gotcha. Uh, Anunwa was very quiet. Not much going on in this one for the Jets. They were awful. They got beat down. I mean, three points. You're not going to have good fantasy days out of your players. Yeah. What's up with this uh, Sharon Peak kid? They were uh, high, high on him after the draft, and I think if you look at one of our preseason ones, I think we brought him up. Did we? Yeah. Oh. As a guy to kind of monitor in Dynasty. Huh. But, yeah, 5 for 43, that's worth in 10 targets. 10 targets, yeah, leading the team in targets, almost doubling Brandon Marshall. Yeah. That doesn't seem normal. No, it doesn't, but. I guess it's worth keeping an eye on, especially with Decker. Somebody's got to emerge sooner or yeah, later. Yeah, he did undergo surgery today. Did Decker he? did, yeah. It's uh, on his hip, and uh, once he's off crutches, he's going to undergo surgery for the rotator cuff. So he's looking at like an eight-month rehab. Uh, yeah. Maybe just something to monitor for next year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get in your dynasty offers if you're struggling this year. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and get you a good wide receiver for next year. On the Arizona side of the football, there was a lot going on, at least for one player. Yeah. David Johnson, 22 carries, 111 yards, three touchdowns, and he also had three catches for 27 yards, so that's awesome. Yeah. Probably your top running back going forward. Yeah, he is mine. Uh, I was actually asked about it on the bench that I've had maybe 15 minutes before we started. Uh, he asked me to name my top three. And I told him it was DJ and Zeke then Bell. I only had Bell at three just because I got to see how it's going to be. Landry Jones. Gotcha. And Zeke is just a, a workhorse right now. So I think it was fair what I said. Mm-hmm. 
Palmer didn't do too great in his return, 213 yards and touchdown, but you didn't have to do much in this one because David Johnson had it under control and your defense almost threw a shutout. Yeah. But the receivers they did throw to, Larry Fitzgerald, 6 for 49. John Brown, 5 for 54. Michael Floyd, 2 for 22 and a touchdown. I'm done with Michael Floyd, too. Yeah, I don't want any part of it. I want nothing to do with Michael Floyd. And uh, last week on the preview, I said John Brown's my daily play of the week. And he came away with uh, 10.4 DraftKings points, and I think he was 4,100. Uh, I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting a, a big play, a big touchdown, something like that. Mm-hmm. But for 4,100, it's still slightly positive. Oh, yeah. Points, so I consider that a win. Yeah. If Whenever it comes to guys like that, I just want double digits. If uh, they get double digits, we're golden. But that wraps it up for me. I don't have anything else to add to that one. Nope. Recap under control. Well, let's move on to the fantasy recap. How'd you do in fantasy this week? I almost don't want to talk about it, but I feel like I'm obligated to. So <laughs> let me pull up my... You are indeed up. obligated to. <laughs> in the county, week six, I lost 122.9 to 114.4. I'm very bummed out by this loss because it was, A, a, a close matchup all all day long. Um, it puts me at two and four, so I, I pretty much got to go on a really strong winning streak to... Uh, solidified myself as a playoff team. Um, I had Aaron Rodgers and uh, Greg Olson each six yards away from hitting their five-point bonuses. Had they done that, uh, I'd be winning this matchup. Uh, Stewart had a real strong game for me, though. Bell saw his floor, like I said. Nelson and Thomas both fumbling. I uh, started Cam Meredith at the flex, but my opponent, as I said earlier, started Michael Thomas. He had 16.3 in this. Um, Jamal Charles just finding the end zone really mm-hmm. uh, messed me up, and I went against Odell Beckham this week. Yep, that's fun. A, a big whopping forty-one point two points, and I, I, I'm still kind of pleased that I kept it close. Yeah, but at the same time, man, I was expecting so much more from Rodgers and Nelson. Mm-hmm. To whenever the one o'clock games had ended, all of our games ended at uh, seven o'clock, so the winner was decided by Sunday night football. Uh, it was Rodgers and Nelson going against Wilson, Charles, and Jalen Rashard. So I really had a chance. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Rodgers let me down. Nelson let me down. I mean, I had two touchdowns from my position players, and they both came from Jonathan Stewart as opposed to one, two, three, four turnovers. So it, it was not a good week for me. How'd you do? In the county, I sucked, <laughs> put it lightly. Started, well, Zeke, he did great for me. I love Zeke. Hoyer did okay. And as I look at this, not a single player scored a touchdown for me. Wow, that's horrible. I started people like Mark Ingram, Devontae Parker, thought he was going to have a good game, Allen Robinson, Glenny Walker, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, didn't happen for me this week. And I went against pretty much the best team in the league. Yeah. High scoring team anyway, and he's undefeated. You started James White. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But he had David Johnson, James White. I said, and really, whenever the one o'clock games were going, like at halftime, I thought I had a shot. I really did, because Big Ben was struggling, and I think he was hurt at this point. Yeah. I thought he was done for the game. 
and DeMarco Murray was struggling. And I was like, oh, man, I've got it locked up. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And my team sucked. <laughs> so it didn't even matter. <laughs> I lost 78 to 114, basically. What's your record? I am 2 and 4. 2 and 4. Okay. What are you? I'm 2 and 4. I'm whatever you are. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Look at us leading the podcast and yep. <laughs> just outside of the playoffs looking in. Yep. It was a horrible week. And <laughs> here's the reason I was depressed going into Monday night. <laughs> I, the Rocky Top League. My team has sucked all year. It continues to suck. And that's my that's the league that really means the most to me. It's my first league I've ever been in. So it means a lot to me. 20 years in running this league is, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And we finally had Gronk blow up. I was like, yeah, yeah. In my other league that I have a lot on the line going in, I had Odell Beckham blow up. I took him first overall. So that was awesome. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm winning this one. Had Stafford blow up. Yes, sir. Everybody else sucked. Went against Brady, Gronk, Terrell Pryor, and all his supporting cast were people like Randall Cobb. Huh. Uh, yeah, I got beat. Uh, got beat. Sad. Had Forte and Arizona's defense going Monday night, and I was down by like 20-something points. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it because I'm going to be pissed off the whole time because yeah. I knew something like Forte rushing for 20 yards was going to happen. <laughs> so I didn't watch it. But, hey, good news, WBLZ League, we won our matchup 116-64. to Nice. Had huge days out of Brady, OBJ, and Lamar Miller. Oh. Our opponent, he looked good on paper coming in. Like he had DeMarco Murray, Michael Crabtree, Delaney Walker. You know, people I expected to have decent days. Derek Carr. They let him down. Yeah. Let him down big time. But regardless, we're 5-1. and one. We're the high scoring team. We have 625 points as standard scoring. Like standard as in as standard as it gets. Yeah. And... The next closest to us has 580 points. So oh, okay. We we are getting that belt and yes, bring sir. it to the house. Let's jump right into the Thursday night preview and wrap this thing up. Bears versus the Packers. Let's hit the Bears side of the football first. Brian Hoyer, you think he's going to continue this 300-yard streak? Uh, no. I no? Don't. I don't. No? I, I want to say so, but... I'm going to say he does. I'm going to say he does? Yep. Oh. I like it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to buy into it. Four in a row is great to see how he does in Lambo. If he has 250 and two touchdowns, I'll be cool with that. But oh, I don't yeah. think he's hitting 300. I, I, I think he hits 300. He may not throw a touchdown like he did last week. <laughs> but I think he hits 300. Jordan Howard, guy to monitor that situation. Hopefully he comes out and runs strong. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe. Just maybe John Fox is thinking, okay. Thursday against the Packers, you know, it's a huge game, so let's kind of uh, throw Kadeem Carey in on Sunday just so Howard can be a little well-rested. Uh, maybe far-fetched, of course, but maybe Howard comes away with 25 carries. Who knows? I don't think he does, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he could. Probably he's going to be or will be in that running back two range for me. I'll probably have him low in one. Low in one? Yeah. Actually, I have my week seven rankings mostly finished. Let's see where I got this jabroni at. You called him a jabroni. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Actually, no, I'm way lower on him. 
That's going to change. There you go. Oh. Yeah, these these rankings are not ready to be posted, so I'm not even going to tell y'all where I have them. <laughs> so just let them out. I'm wondering until Wednesday. Wednesday night's usually when I put them up. Wednesday night. Probably as you're listening to this, they might be up. Who knows? Yeah. Check it. Wide receiver-wise, Alshon, we'll see if he continues to get targeted. Mm-hmm. Like That was the first time we've seen him get a healthy amount of targets from yeah. Hoyer. Meredith, got to anticipate on him keeping up his little hot streak that he's got. If he's going to get that kind of volume, then, of course, I want him in my lineups. Got to be in that wide receiver two range, if I had to guess. Yeah. Probably like what Willie Sneed was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't let me down like Willie Snead did, though. <laughs> uh, tight end, Zach Miller is a solid option. You're going to have your highs and lows from him. This could be a pretty good week for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bank on it being a good week for him. Okay. I like it. Going out on that. I like Hoyer throwing 300. Zach Miller to have a good week. Okay. <laughs> good, good analysis of the Bears. The Packers. Your boy, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You've got the floor. Thank you. Um, five games this year, Aaron Rodgers has yet to throw for over 300 yards. The last 22 games dating back to 2014, he has thrown over 300 yards just three times. Wow. How terrible is that? It's not good. Yeah, it's horrible. And <laughs> I, I drafted this guy to be a weekly difference maker, and he has just not in a good way. So, till further notice, Aaron Rodgers is out of my top five in terms of quarterback. Um, I'll probably have him inside of my top ten this week. I won't feel good about it if I do. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. He, he's he's made my list of players that uh, I, I don't I don't want nothing. I want nothing to do with. In fact, I'm closing out this tab right now. It's just this ESPN photo. And he's looking at me dead in the face, just like he's mocking me. Like you idiot, why did you draft me in the fourth round, man? God. But anyway, uh, as Hayden said, Eddie Lacy not going to play Thursday. More most likely, uh, Nile Davis did get traded today. But at the same time, I expect if there is any, uh, you know, carries, it'd be Ty Montgomery. Uh, Nile will probably come in on a few basic runs, kind of like we saw with Forsett. This guy's got like two days to learn the playbook. Yeah. So that's nothing good. Um, that's one reason why I got Rodgers inside of my top ten still, because they're probably going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. He may actually top 300 yards this week. So if that's the case, Jordy Nelson should have a pretty solid game, mm-hmm. considering um, Cobb should continue this little hot streak he's on. Adams is in the concussion pro- concussion protocol, so I don't know if he'll even play. Uh, it's just another bump to Ty Montgomery yeah. in my book. Yep, so, very true. Uh, Richard Rogers, I, I don't want really anything to do with him. So that's where I stand on Green Bay. This gotcha, week. I like it. I like it. I think you covered it well. Thank you. Well, Thank let's you. let's wrap it up there. Be sure to check out the website, thecountyfs.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Facebook is or the county fantasy sports twitter is at the county fs be sure to check out the wblz sports website wblzsports.com you can find all kinds of great content we mentioned the wayne gretzky interview show that's got to be awesome to check out and that's awesome that wblz and that show in particular the josh reimer show hockey show is able to get a guest that of that caliber. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Very incredible. And it was a listener appreciation day for WBLZ fans, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that was the last 
Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. yeah I saw the uh, videos on Twitter. Yeah. I wasn't able to post a video because I don't feel like I'm as well connected with WBLZ <laughs> as my uh, host is, but on behalf of the County Fantasy Sports, thank you very much for listening. You guys are awesome. Nice. Nice. And I think we're going to abandon SoundCloud, so we probably won't have a SoundCloud profile anymore. WBLZ Sports has one, so and they post our episodes, like, I believe right after they air, so nice. if you want to catch a replay on SoundCloud, you can. We're going to migrate to Blog Talk Radio. We've been there for a little bit. That's how we're trying to get on iTunes. iTunes, if you're listening, <laughs> approve the damn thing already. Jeez. <laughs> nice. Jeez, it's killing me. It's been like three months. Yeah, no, I just want to get on my iPhone (laughs) and click the podcast apps and search the County Fantasy Sports and find it in the... Or you can subscribe to it if we ever get on iTunes and it'll download right to your phone. Man, Apple (laughs) is so great. I know, come on. (laughs) Put us on Apple, please, please. You guys are very powerful. I believe that's a... (laughs) good spot to end it right there so i'm your host hayden gibson co-host jared chastain hey sports fans did you know joel the mouth mcgurk is on wblzsports.com now that's right joel the mouth mcgurk real sports talk for real sports fans on the network with the biggest balls wblz every tuesday night at 10 p.m eastern time tune in even millie vanilli thinks we're hot WBLZ Sports. You stinky. Did I? I mean, you take a little stinky after this uh, recording. Make sure I'm not farting in the small room. All mm-hmm. right, uh, ready? Yeah. Born in the hottest volcano on planet Earth, spewing from the depths of the Mariana Trench. Raised all the way up to the highest mountain. And past that outer space comes Kid Cactus. An amalgamation of the brightest, smartest, most genius brains that comedy can offer. We now have our own show, Super Sports with Kid Cactus. On WBLZZZ. We'll talk about anything from sports to elephants to, you know, like candy and stuff. And then back to sports, because we bring it full circle. This comedy show will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you feel other emotions as well. Super Sports with Kid Cactus. Sports, 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 sports. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on WZO... BLZsports.com. That's every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which equals 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's the math there. So 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Friday. See you there. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173.
Right here, live on WBLZ Sports, we bring you the Rev T Sports Revival. Go with my good friend, FDMV Kale. Go three and out, they punt the ball, and you have a brain fart like that, the ball is bouncing in front of you, at least cover the ball. And Mr. DC Sports Senior. I mean, I hate to say, uh, say it about injuries, but his injury did the skins a favor that the team didn't seem that they were going to do for themselves. And then every now and then, RedskinTailgate.com, Atlanta Kirby with Kirby's Corner. Pound that rock and it has some smash mouth pancakes and slobber knocking blocking up front. So right here, Tuesday night, Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m., we bring you the Rev T Sports Revival. Why tweet about it when you could talk about it? Right here on WBLZ Sports. We got balls, baby. Believe much with me. Ow! Hey, everybody. This is Robin Vandenberg from Bump and Run and Sports and Shiz. And you're listening to WBLZ Sports, where we've got balls. Tune in with Brian Yates and Alan Zolarzynski for NHL on the Ice, the best hockey show on the web. We bring you guests each and every week for a show. Also, we bring you a national perspective of the NHL and also fantasy hockey advice. So check us out and follow us on Twitter at NHL on underscore the underscore ice and at Zla Sports. On WBLZ, we've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. Doug Pepper painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Pepper covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. I see dead people. No, that's just our balls. WBLZ Sports. You think you know me. 